followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 44 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Hooray! Well, thanks everybody for coming back and listening again. We we love you all. We really, really do. I sincerely hope that you are keeping warm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, it registered minus 20 on my phone when I woke up this morning and I said, I want to go back to bed. And um, if, if any of my friends up in Saskatchewan are listening, I told you we didn't want your weather. We did not want Canadian weather. What's the refund policy for your weather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I did hear from uh, uh, from Sven. Sven Sundgard? Yeah. Yeah. On uh, Bring Me the News. No, uh, we do not. Uh, we do, they do not sponsor us. This is an unsponsored thing. <laughs> um, that it's supposed to get up to 50 degrees or they're in the 50s by the end of the month. Oh, wow. So I am. Is, do we <laughs> need glad. to put up a bet then? I, with Minnesota weather, it's really <laughs> bad to bet. It's like you're better off betting on on the lottery than you are like, <laughs> the weather. It does, if it does hit, what, in the 50s? By the end of February, he says? That's what he says. That seems to be like a stretch. However, if it does, if it does, if it does. If it does. <laughs> if it does if it if it does reach the 50s the three of us will go outside somewhere to eat a thing if it, we'll find a food to eat and eat it outside even though it will be a little cold we will eat a thing together outside and record it for you all I do, to be honest I do miss eating out like yeah. outside I yeah mean. <laughs> me too and during our food challenge um, that we're going to do later on today um you know, I I went into the restaurant that we ate at where that we got food from. Uh huh. And I saw people dining in, and I'm just like, I really miss that. And, and then yeah. I was reminded real quick that it's still COVID. So yeah, yeah, we're we're all still being very cautious. Pam is still remote, and yes. yeah, we we're trying to keep ourselves healthy and and those around us because we end up around people that we care about and yes i still have to go to work i still have to go over to to places where other people make an appearance at yeah yep, still, i still so, am going to work uh, yeah. as well this is it's the office but yeah oh. still. so we're we're doing our best to keep ourselves and others safe and we're looking forward to everything opening up just as much as everybody else but until until then you know we're gonna work to keep ourselves and everybody safe yep. until then what are you guys up to? Oh, hey! That reminds me. There's another no. thing that I've been up to. Well, I haven't said the first thing I've been up to, but the thing that I've been up to that's most recent. <laughs> Watch me go off on a tangent. Tangent alert. <laughs> and we're off, right. the air, off the rails at three minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's, that's just Angela. Um, important news. The website for the show is live. Oh, it is live. Legendcreators.com is live. It's still kind of under construction, but it's there. It's live. I'm still working on it. And my, my biography that's on there is not really my biography, and I am not a carnival or bicycle. What? You're a bicycle. A You're bicycle. a picture of a bicycle. Yeah, I'm a picture of a bicycle right now because oh. <laughs> I've been a little too lazy to actually get... 
took I'm my the actual biography. Yeah, we, we haven't stuck our own pictures in for our bios yet. Yes. And I may have written most of them while it was late and I was tired. Is our show, are the, do our shows work on there now? Um, I believe they are linked to the SoundCloud. Uh, and it should be embedded and you should be able to listen to it. So on there it. you go. So if you don't have any, I know some people have like old phones where they can't like actually get... And you know, like Pocket Cast or whatever yeah. on there, but you can definitely go on our website and you can press play, and it should press it should play. Yeah, it it, yeah. it is embedded on the website. So, so there you go. Out. So it's, there's another it's avenue. Exciting. Okay, so Angela. So what have you been you really been doing, Angela? <laughs> okay, the first thing that I was going to talk about, I got a little excited about the website. Um, <laughs> I tried a game, and it's not exactly a new game, and y'all. We were wrong about our guesses of the next big game. Okay. I started... I tried out Sea of Thieves. What is that? Um, it is a first-person pirate game. And <laughs> <laughs> it's... You can play a multiplayer or you can... Or you can play a single player. In the multiplayer version, you create a small crew for your ship and okay. you go out on the open ocean and you encounter other crews um, or you try to avoid them. I don't know how well that works to try to actually avoid them. My crew may have been a little um, eager to pick fights <laughs> in yeah. spite of only one of us being really well versed in the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's it is it is something else. It the game mechanics are definitely unique. Um, I kind of like the game mechanics. Um, I know the art the art style reminds me of Settlers. Well, like the Ubisoft not, game Settlers. Not exactly. 7. The funny thing with the art, um, because it's pirate themed, none of the characters, none of the optional players, are classically pretty, which is okay. just fantastic to me i i love it so i i my character ended up being this big beefy woman uh <laughs> so yeah none of the characters are classically pretty which is no it, it's new and unique and it's i find that i but, find that highly appealing but that's the thing like even mm -hmm. in settler 7 you know none of the characters in there were uniquely unique i mean uniquely like pretty or anything like that it was it's like the hard edge sort of like outlines no, and, okay. and see, that's that's not exactly it either, because because there are heavy set characters yeah. in in this pirate game too. Yeah, and you know, so and there's like three, at least three different faces for for um, the male characters and female characters, and they're. The faces are not hard edged. Like the the shading is not hard. Uh, also interesting, you cannot go in there and create your own character. You get randomized characters. Oh, cool. Okay. And so you can say, I like this character. I like this character. Generate more. I like this one. I like this one. Generate more. I like this one. Generate more. Generate more. Generate more. I like this one. And then you can choose from the favorites that you found. I like that. I yeah. like that because one thing that I know about, well, in particular, <laughs> Angela here with character creation 
is that that um, people tend to spend a lot longer trying to figure out their character look yeah. than they're actually playing the game. Yeah, my husband is the same way too. Yeah. Yeah, and this one, you know, and one of the one of the great things about that also is that you cannot intentionally have a classically pretty character. Okay. You are all pirates of you know very exaggeratedly different body types, exaggeratedly different faces. Like the the bodies and the faces are exaggerated. And the art style for the landscape, it's got that almost cartoony exaggeration, but it's still gorgeous. And the ships are a little more natural. They still have their slight exaggerations to them. But it's still like, it's not trying to be super realistic. It's not trying to take itself seriously. It's not trying to be anything except what it is. And I just find that fantastic. All right, that does sound interesting. I only have one question. Mm. Can I play Captain Jack Sparrow? No. <laughs> okay. So, so you say that this is the next like pandemic trendy game? Well, considering it was made back in uh, 2018, and people are starting to pick it up, and it seems like it's getting picked up more frequently now. Yeah. It it's looking like it may be. I heard. There's actually, um, uh, I had two friends of mine at work who mentioned it. Sea of Thieves. Oh, yeah? And one of them happens to be, um, one of them happens to be, uh, a Twitch streamer. Yeah. And she's telling, she was like, oh, I kind of want to play that. And, um, heard about it. And, you know, so... People were hearing about it, I think, and then I think that uh, yeah, I I haven't played it. It's on. It's in our Steam library, and I haven't downloaded it yet. Yeah, but a... I'm actually quite curious about it because that's right. Yeah. Angela has hijacked my. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. I have read on. Okay. I so... hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, that's right. Like Angel has hijacked my Steam account. <laughs> so there's certain games in there that just happens to pop up. That I'm like, what is this? <laughs> one of them was Raft. The other one is Sea of Thieves. And then I saw Among Us on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's right. But which, which is, I don't know if it could be a problem. But I mean, if she's on it, then I can't play such games as. Far Cry Five. And... So, so what is the appeal of Sea of Thieves, at least for you, for you, Angela? Um, it's it's a unique type of adventure, and like, okay, part of part of it that's fun is like you're actually on a boat a lot of the time, just going out actually sailing so you're you're having to work together as a team to actually sail the sail the vessel watch for enemy ships at like there's actual necessary cooperation just to get from point a to point b mm-hmm. so when you're playing the multiplayer mode there's actual cooperation um there's humorous moments uh 
like you know how a lot of um, a lot of the games where it's where there's survival mechanics involved, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, you eat the food, the food makes you healthy. You eat some bad food, yeah, you lose some hit points, and that's it, right? On the tutorial island, <laughs> I got some chicken. I needed to cook. I needed to cook the chicken. I wasn't sure if it was just okay. Plop it on. Oh, it's done. You can eat it, or if it was just a thing. So I had my pirate eat some undercooked chicken, and he gets sick. My pirate got sick, <laughs> like actually <laughs> sick. You can also have your pirate drink too much, and they get sick. Right. And they actually like it's not a realistic mess, but there is an animated mess. <laughs> from that that is great so they put a lot of humor <laughs> into this game like it so there's there's a lot of funny little things that happen i may have been hit by lightning on a beach so it's it's like they they actually have a lot of unique mechanics and like you can go out on a beach and if it's raining you could get struck by lightning it, there's wind mechanics so you got to actually keep a track of where your sails are because the winds could change on you I know you've been playing this with friends. This one, with I Discord actually, friends. I actually played with the Baz and Bigley community. Used to be, they used to be called um, Sham Basil Games. I played with the the Baz and Bigley community, and so that actually did get streamed on that Twitch channel. Bigley. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Bigley. There's okay. a story behind that. I, I can only <laughs> imagine. Um, is there a single player mode on the skin? Because there is, yeah. Okay, so that's probably what I'm going to hit up first. Yeah, definitely hit up the single player mode. That's where you find your the first chapter thing where you can, you know, test out the mechanics and you start out on this one island that you only can get to as, you know, the beginning of your story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's it's definitely unique. Now, I got to warn you. There is no third person mode in this game. If you're checking the map, you actually have a map in your hands to raise up in front of your face. <laughs> if you're if you're needing to look through a telescope, you have a telescope in your hand and you bring it up to your face. It's, ah, it's I feel like all, it is all first person to uh, get as much immersion as possible. So if you're the kind to get sick playing first person games, you need to be very very aware of how you're feeling. And take frequent breaks. See, here's the thing. I drink I lots feel, of water. I feel like this is... I think they're trying to put a VR... <clears throat> a VR thing on that? Like, either There's, in the future? Because that sounds like... There hasn't been any word of it becoming VR yet, as far as I'm could, aware. I feel like they're they're sprinkling like elements of it in. It, enough that they can like plop in VR yeah, it, if they need it could if they want to. One, it could one day become VR. Um, however... That could be especially nauseating for when you're on the boat because the boat does go a little back and forth. <laughs> I was up in the crow's nest, and yes, it was like, yes, you follow the motion of the ocean. So when the waves are big, you're definitely going up and down. Make sure to take a lot of ginger. Yeah, so, so. yeah, if, <laughs> if you are the kind to get very sick very quickly playing first-person games, this may not be for you. I definitely was having to drink water and... Like keep an eye on how I was feeling because I generally don't do f- well with first person games. Yep. But this is one that I genuinely want to play. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. 
So enough of me. Um, <laughs> Pam, you've been doing some gaming. Well, just recently, um, I I recently got back to, into playing Splatoon Two on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Is that still going on? Yeah. Yeah. People are still. People, people are still, still on there. It. There, ha- there is a new patch for it. I know, but um, yeah, I'm still level one. I don't have the heart to actually go into an arena yet. I wanted to like perfect my skills because that's how I am. Wait, wait a minute. In a, is there like a is there like a single player mode now? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, I don't know. There's a story I don't know if it's mode. new. But because there wasn't one when we no, were no, playing no, at there, first. There's a story mode. I didn't even know because I need to show you the story mode then. Because I had to. I would when we first got the Switch and we got Splatoon two. You could only go into the arenas. And there were options. No, no, there, there's a story mode. It's just you have to find the story mode before. Well, you you're go gonna have to show it to me because I've never, you. I have never seen it. I was looking for a story mode when I first got it because, I for one, um, yeah, I'm like you where it's like, I don't want to play with other people unless I absolutely have to, and because I like get frustrated with yeah. people ganking me think- or whatever, but. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the only way to level up. Yeah, basically, if you go to the arenas, um, okay. by leveling up, you get cool stuff, cool clothing, cool uh, weapons and armor and all that jazz. And access but, to more options. But I would agree that if you are starting out and you're not used to first-person shooter games like me, um, the story mode is the way to go. Because, well, I don't know if this is the story mode. It's just basically you get, you rescue some fish or whatever. Yeah, that's. Is that the story mode? That's the story mode. You rescue (laughs) some fish? You have no idea how long it took for me to get from one part of the course to the next. So all I did was just in Splatoon, instead of the, your ammo is basically ink. Yeah, or paint. Use the ink. You yeah. shoot at it. Uh, you paint. You paint the whole map your color or whatever. Yep. And well, I I didn't know what to do, so I just did that. I shot at balloons. Yay, that was fun. And then that's when I discovered that oh, that's how I unlock portals. He <laughs> took about. I thought it was the balloons. You have to like hit the balloons all the time. <sighs> they are hard. Because I'm not used to controlling, have one, uh, was it the uh, joystick control where you shoot while the other controls the camera. I do not have the hand-eye coordination for all that. So I easily got confused. There are times when I needed to stop what I was doing just so that I could do uh, get my bearings straight. It took like... <laughs> 48 minutes for me to actually get through one course and there are like there are like three courses there's three fish that you need to save and I was able to save one 48 minutes later I have to get back into Splatoon because I'm forgetting a lot of elements in that game well it also took me a while to be like okay which button is shooting which button is jump Yeah. which button you know have you go into the ink so that you could refill your gun or whatever. And I was like, oh, oh okay. That's, oh, that's right. You have to do that. And and in story mode, when you actually 
go and run into enemies, they do fire back. So you gotta, you know, duck and take cover and all that stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I'm so slow at this. I need more practice. I need practice too. <laughs> I haven't played in forever. I will. I will say that if I was gonna play a first-person shooter, I don't like. I don't like. Like, was it joysticks? You don't like joysticks? I don't like joysticks when I'm playing first-person shooters. I, mean, I grew up is... in the world. I grew up in the first-person shooter I ever played was was uh, Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Yes, I'm going back to the days of 2000. Um, that was my first experience in um, in FPS games um, with mouse and keyboard. And I got to tell you, coming from something like playing um wait what was that game that james the james bond game um goldeneye on x on x64 right nintendo 64 to mouse and keyboard give me a mouse and keyboard any day it is so much better it's 10 times better when it comes to fps games and that's just my <laughs> that's your spiel that's my spiel <laughs> Oh, yeah, come on, come been. at me, bro! You joystick people, come <laughs> at me! <now. laughs> so yeah, so, uh, my goal is to get more practice in so that I could join you guys whenever you know our next Splatoon yeah. meeting is, whenever that is. <laughs> well, I gotta fix. I gotta either buy new joysticks or repair the ones that we have because we're starting to get drift, uh, which is never good when it comes to FPS games. Good luck with that. Well, that's it fine because it, it 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 gives me time to practice. <laughs> yeah. So. Edwin. Yes. Edwin. Yeah, Edwin. Am I the only one who watched the thing this time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like everybody's like watching. At least I could like count on Pam to watch a thing. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching things, but Splatoon was the latest adventure. <laughs> All right. So there was this other podcast I was listening to, and apparently they gave people homework in this podcast. And one of the home, one of the things they were telling people to do before you listen to the podcast is watch this show. This mm-hmm. show is on Hulu, and it's called, um, it's called In and of Itself, and it is, it is directed by Frank Oz. Yes, that Frank <laughs> Oz. Okay. Right. And it's produced by Stephen Colbert. Yes, that's Stephen Colbert. Oh, I think I know what you're Oh, no, not. About. Wait a minute. Is it, no, maybe I'm getting the wrong person. Hold on. Let me find out. Is this the one or it's a series of... It's not really a documentary, is it? It really it isn't. Um, it's a one-man show, can... but he pulls the audience in... Yes. Is this is this is yeah. this is this the show? Yeah, it's basically this guy. Um, his name is I can't even pronounce his last name, Derek Delgadio, and apparently he's a consultant in Hollywood for certain things that have to do with like with like magic. You know, like he was he was I think he uh, he was consultant in the Prestige. I've never mm-hmm. seen okay. that movie. And he's a, he's a magician in a sense, but he's also like he does a lot of card tricks, especially in this in this show. He does a lot of card tricks, but it's not about the magic. Like the magic is sort of like like an object lesson, <laughs> in a sense, okay. right? But it's talking about 
the illusion of what what the what what you think of who you are because of the things that influence you or what you're being told that's you it's really hard to get your head around it was i'm still actually i'm 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 not even done with it because i have i was watching it before doing this podcast and i still yet to go finish it but it is one of those shows where it's like it makes you really think it's mind bending it's yeah but it's like it really it, it has like a at the end of the lesson what i've been hearing <clears throat> with these po- with this podcast is that it really makes you think about like like who you you know who you are versus what people so it's it's one think of those you are questions. versus yeah but he does it in a way that's like he, not it's, as it's obvious a, yeah it's like he he takes from his like from his own life mm-hmm. and how he grew up and the magic you know like the, the like the the magic tricks that he does mm-hmm. right and the storytelling mm-hmm. it's just it just makes you think and I can't wait to like actually finish it because what I've heard is that like if Angela like if Angela or Pam would you know watch it it's like you better get a box of Kleenex. Oh no. Yeah, because it's it's impactful and that's what people have been telling you know that's what people are saying about this is that it's pretty impactful what what it is. Hmm. And so it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. And Frank Oz is the director. He must be really old by now. And <laughs> you know, Stephen Colbert, Colbert produced it. It's a show that was running. It was a small stage show that was running in New York. It's but like 522 times. Wow. And there's a reason why it's happened 522 times. Because there's an element in the show where... People write a thing, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you what that thing is, but they compile it. They 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 pass on this book mm-hmm. to one person to another. It's been happening 522 because it happens every single time this thing is, you know, this the show is done, mm-hmm. right? And it's just now that they put it on as a television thing. Hmm. Okay. And. Yeah, it's just it's just intriguing to me because I've never seen anything that sort of like is like this, and I'm always looking for that like new thing, mm-hmm. like a new something different, something different, like off the cuff and whatever. Because you know, I'm, because you're if, a Ravenclaw. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> From one Ravenclaw to another, I, I hear yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, I encourage anybody. I mean, I think to me, I think it's it's me. I feel like. Depending on like how I feel after, but it's it's going towards like the same realm as like this is like mandatory learning or mm-hmm. mandatory watching. Like they should be they should be like making students watch this in college. Who knows? You know? Maybe they would. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's something to it's something to even the the things that I've 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 already watched is profound. And so. It- it, it could be something like you know how they've they've started using um, <clears throat> Inside Out as kind of a, a tool for therapy for for certain uh, 
for certain individuals. Yep. It could be that this is one that they start using as a tool for therapy to help other people like understand where their identity issues are happening, whatever they are, like people who are trying to figure out who they are. Yep. It, it could become a tool to help people heal when discovering that they're they might not feel like they are who they are or they they feel like they are supposed to be some someone or something else from how they've ended up yeah so mm-hmm. it it could be something that could be a huge healing tool it could be i mean like again i haven't watched the end of it yet and i can't yes. wait to to finish it but it's it's something that i something that i you know like if you have hulu you know like you know, spend the one hour and a half, and it was actually quite interesting that when it when it first started, it asked you to put your phone down and get rid of any distractions that you may have, you know, in the room, and just watch this. Okay. You know, that's so, the first thing that you see on the screen. <laughs> I'm sorry, is this a series or? It's a movie? just one. Mo- it's a it's a movie. It's an okay. hour and a half long. Okay. And. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where you don't you don't like I had to stop folding clothes because yeah. <laughs> because because it was like okay like this is something so okay. yeah interesting yeah it is I'm I'm guessing that you know psychologists will will probably be analyzing it and and looking into it for well, that's, a while yeah well that's the thing the reason why I heard about this is because. Um, this one podcast uh, that I listen to and I'm a very big fan of, um, they have uh, a therapy oh. session. Oh, Wendy listened to yeah. it? Yeah. Or Wendy watched it? Well, he, well she, yeah. When, yeah, Wendy Dumford, right? Mm-hmm. From TMS. She told people, like, before you, you know, before you listen to, uh, you know, the Thursday episode, watch this thing. Mm-hmm. Just watch it, right? Mm-hmm. And it was homework. Right. <laughs> so, so you know the the two the two um the two hosts on that show watched it and they they talked about it for like at least in half an hour. Hmm. Okay. So it's um it's something to see. I think um again you know like take the time to watch it. I think you know it it answered quite a bit. Even like the things that are happening today and mm-hmm. right now with how we understand other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, go watch it. So that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, okay. So no segue. We'll abruptly change subjects. <laughs> what are we on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we got to shut up and listen. <laughs> okay. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, Edwin, you found out about what's okay, keeping the so, PS5 and other things yeah, out of circulation. Yeah. Tell us about that. Listeners, do you really want a PS5 or maybe an Xbox S? Or maybe settle for a PS PS5 digital. Have you ever wondered why there isn't any to be had at this given moment? And you, dear listener, are saying, yes, I have wanted system A or system B. I so desperately want them. 
but they are all sold out. Okay. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently, some people are blaming the auto industry for this. That's right. Your GMs, your Hondas, your Toyotas, your, your, you know, Dodge or in Fords. Curse those smart vehicles. <laughs> it's not that, actually. It's the fact that what? they toned down. What happened was that they caused a chip shortage because they started not putting in any orders for new cars or new chips. They actually, they actually like ramped down their production during the earlier part of 2020 because they didn't think that people were actually going to buy cars during the the covid times. Well, and so they they were still producing cars but not nearly as much. And this caused a ripple effect in in chip manufacturing because one of the biggest seller one of the biggest buyers of chips is the automotive industry. Again I so, say curse those smart cars. <laughs> so the the whole deal with the automotive industry and the the um, the chip shortage is that um, that since they weren't buying that many, right? Guess what else happened during COVID? Anybody? Anybody? Any hands? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is um, work from home, people. There was a big drive in personal computers. There was a big buy in personal computers. So if you own stock in HP or anything like that, you probably saw a big blip, you know, a, a spike in, you know, in their stocks because people were buying personal computers because they had to work from home. Or the companies that they worked for had to buy more personal computers or laptops because they yeah. needed to put people to work. They had to accommodate people working from home. I experienced this as an IT guy because I ended up buying some 25 plus compute laptop computers all at one go. Right. And I think we pretty much like cleared out like two best buys by doing it. Boof. Uh, <laughs> because we were buying like a single particular model of, uh, of computers <laughs> So, long story short, when when the gaming industry, PS, you know, Sony with the PS5 and Microsoft with the Xbox, they couldn't get enough chips to build their PS5s or their Xboxes. So, here's the here's the uh, here's the moral of the story, right? Expect. Or I wouldn't be surprised to see cell phones or smartphones or other electronic devices to actually go up in price. Oof. Because of the demands of the stuff that they're built on. The hardware that they're built on. And that's why PS5s, right? Mm -hmm. People buy them, they resell them. For how much now? <laughs> Like, oh, like, like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. I, just to get I a PS Five. I still thoroughly believe that buying multiple 
systems so you can sell them on the internet. I I think that's personal opinion. I think that's cruel. Well, that's a well. Here's the thing that I know that Best Buy is trying to stop that, but you actually have to go over there and pick it up yourself, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I know that they're trying to quell that from ever happening, like bots buying it. But because yeah, oh gosh, first wave, yeah, they were all bought by bots. Yeah. So the thing is, yeah. So those <clears throat> ingredients really have been. Like the automotive, now people are buying cars. Like we bought a car in 2020. We did. Right? So. We bought a used car. We bought a used car, but nevertheless, it was a car, right? Yeah. Um, The thing is, is that since people are starting to, you know, like when they realize that people are still buying cars, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. In uh, in 2020, they couldn't ramp up production fast enough. Right. Right. So. Well, I, th- I think people were buying cars because the the car prices had yeah. dropped because they thought nobody was going to buy them. So they yeah. needed people to keep buying cars. And those who did basically rush out and get cars, they, I think a lot of them yeah. were going after the used cars or the, or the cars that were going especially cheap. Yeah. But even like, even like they're even saying that now is like the used car market mm-hmm. is, it's going to get expensive. Yeah. Even on the used car market, because of that particular thing, people are still trying to find cars, right? Mm-hmm. And especially during the COVID times, and I don't know if they did not expect this, but during the COVID times, what is the last thing you're going to take if you have to get to work? You're not going to take the bus. Exactly. You're not going to take the bus. You're not going to take the train. You're not going to take public transportation because of the vid. So people were buying cars, yeah. used cars. It's- so <clears throat> anyways... um. I did experience a little bit of this even now where it took almost three months just to get a windshield for for one of our cars. Yeah. Because there wasn't to be had anywhere. Because I still have I have a car that shares the model the model frame of the current ones. So they literally had to ship my glass. From Japan, and it took almost three months to get here. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, that's the story of the chip shortage. The chip shortage. Um, So, if anything, just expect your your electronics to be a little bit more expensive in the coming, you know, in the future, at least until the chip makers, chip manufacturers catch up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anything with like arm chips and stuff like that, probably because that's like the most widely used chip right now, you know, like risk chips. Mm-hmm. So, which is a ton of them are in like PS fives. Okay. So. Uh, to be fair, when you said chip shortage, <laughs> automatic potato chips, hard chips, like, like Lay's chips, are they going away? Oh, no, that would no, be no. tragic. Sour no. cream and onion better not go away. No, 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 no. That that would be that would be <laughs> devastating. No, we live in Minnesota. <laughs> we live in Minnesota where we have old Dutch potato chips. They're never oh, going away. Dutch is the best. <laughs> I got a neighbor They're... who drives for old Dutch. And... Hey, hey, you should talk to your neighbor. See if he can contact to see if we can get a uh, old Dutch sponsorship. Well, that would be great. Lifetime right? supply of old Dutch chips. Oh, that would be delicious. 
any marketing people from old Dutch promotion people, please, if you are wanting to give us some old Dutch chips, I would happily accept. I also would happily accept. <laughs> and Pam, did you just say you would happily accept too? Yes. I think we is correct. <laughs> yes, we. We would happily accept such a thing. <laughs> All right. All right. So what's uh, what's next on the agenda here? Uh, the next thing up is let me tell you a thing. Is that really a thing? Hey, what you mean by that? <laughs> so Edwin, you had a question for us. Okay, so this has been bothering me ever since we actually started talking about doing this podcast. And I, one of our pilots, we were talking a whole lot about superhero comics. Right. Right. Or action type comics. Right. We're talking about the DCs and the Marvels of the world. Right. Right. Here's my biggest question. Okay, I freely admit I'm not much of a comic books fan. Right. Right. I do have comic books. Um, I think it's in a box somewhere. I think you pretty I, much. I definitely have a box. You you have two boxes. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I need a third. Probably. <laughs> Anyways, speaking as not one of those, you know, not one of those, there's nothing wrong with liking comics. You know, I have two co-hosts right now who absolutely love comics. Depending on their source. <laughs> Depending on the source. So, Pam, I, here, I believe Pam prefers manga. Here is my uh, question. It really depends. Yeah. <laughs> well, even, even manga. Like, I've read manga, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't even realize I had to read them backwards. Like, when I first picked them up, I was like, this oh. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then someone, someone told me, I was like, flip it. It's a culture thing. Flip it the other way and read it that way. Yeah. I finally figured out. Of course, I was in high school at the time. So, whatever. Okay. So, here's my question. Well, we're just going to stick to action type comics. We're going to leave mangas out of it. We're going to leave serials out of it. We're going to leave... Here's my here's my question. What is the appeal? The appeal of of comic books. Yeah. You're asking to someone who loves what comic is, books. What is the appeal? Because because <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to know what it is and I think I'm sure we have listeners out there that that also wonder the same thing in terms of like comics and you know like watching superhero movies like you know marvel action universe type movies we're not talking about that that's a whole different thing okay we're talking about comic books like like you go I, over to like <laughs> source comics or whatever you pick up a comic book like, ooh. okay so. source is also not one of our sponsors we wish we had any we wish we had sponsors but we do not um <laughs> okay so the appeal of comic books. And you have ten. You have ten minutes. <laughs> I will try to keep this relatively simple. This is one of my passion points because I do love comic books. I don't have nearly as large of a collection as I wish I did have. Um, but one of the appeals is it is a. For me, it's a very mentally stimulating form of entertainment. It's a very stimulating form of storytelling. You have that visual input. 
you've got the reading part, so you can it, you can kind of imagine the voices being however you feel like they be they should be, uh, and you know you can imagine the art the way the way they move because they've got these action shapes and and lines to show kind of a general motion uh but it's mm, how do i want to say this it's a way of telling a story that is by no uncertain means different from every other storytelling form out there well here's my here's my particular this is the reason why i kept serials out there mm-hmm. right or or manga or or graphic novels even mm-hmm. right because these they have those same similar elements okay right? now I- so my question is what makes Action comics, in particular, action type comics, action because type, action to- sorry, action, action comics com- is an actual uh, publisher. <laughs> yeah, I know it's where Superman started, right? I think wasn't it action comics. Anyways, um, particular action type comics. Mm-hmm. What is the appeal for, like the Superman comic books, the Batman comic books, the Marvel like Wolverine comic books, all of that. Um, first off, Action Comics is where Spider-Man showed up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> well, I guess the the point in time where comic books really originated, um, you know, most people got their kind of their episodic shows through the radio or they got little bits of stories through newspapers and magazines. So they were all little bite-sized chunks of story, yeah, right? Serials. Yeah. Yeah. So so you had you had these bite chunk bite-sized chunks of stories. Just a few pages here, a few like half an hour here or there, just really small chunks of a story. Okay. Now comic books were basically taking that bite-sized chunk of story and they made it half written and half visual so you didn't have to verbalize a fight scene like he threw his fist pow right into the jaw then quickly swept the leg you you didn't have to (laughs) actually figure out how to write that because you could draw it so it's it pictures are worth a thousand words type thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you're saving a lot of writing to illustrate your, like literally illustrate the fight. You show, yeah, he hit him so hard that his fist went beyond the head and he's just falling backwards. Like you, you could show that instead of trying to describe it. Or you could show that instead of trying to make sound effects to kind of get the point across. Well, they still have sound effects. In the... The, yeah, one, the comic in, books that I've but seen, but in in the radio shows, yeah, yeah they'll they'll still kind of use but, onomatopoeia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They'll, they'll use onomatopoeia to to um, kind of help you imagine the sound oh, that's yeah. coming out of a hit. Nineteen sixties Batman. Yeah, pow, bam, smack. <laughs> you know, all those things. They'll yeah. they'll still do that, 
Only now they'll they'll kind of diversify and sometimes you'll get a scree kind of thing going and something. But it's if you've got an action sequence. <laughs> I'll let you edit that clap out. Sorry, keep going. If you've got an action sequence going, it's really hard to kind of write a fight scene. But if you're drawing it out, it's a lot easier because you can show the you can you can imply the motion, you can imply the strength of a hit, you can you can show something impossible happening. What about the character characters themselves? Uh, like I can't get into I can't get into bad I like well I can't get into like Spider Man. I can't get into even Superman comics. Like, I owned, like, several Superman comics. And I got to say, the death of Superman, if you're going to kill off a character like Superman, just do it. Don't give me another... Um, like, um, don't give me another... Uh, uh, Edwin, <laughs> what? about superhero deaths, they don't stay. I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Which, okay. which I thought that the only com- one, of the, one of the only comic books that I ever bought was the Death of Superman. It was a long time ago, because I thought it was gonna be worth something. Because this is the the comic book, and it was like nice, and and you know, and uh, it looked very different from any other comic book that I've seen. But, but see, when they came out with another one, it's like, did Superman really die? I was like, see, oh my been, gosh! See, just hear yourself. <laughs> Can you can you hear yourself talk about how you were really interested in how the hell why would why would they kill off uh, an iconic superhero? But it wasn't as, as big as Superman. Well, no, it wasn't as it wasn't as so much as like the 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 character, rather than it was the value of knowing the value of the of the comic book itself. I didn't buy it to read it. In fact, okay, Edwin. <laughs> So you have trouble getting into these characters, right? Yeah. Now these characters, in their initial creation, they were created to appeal to um, what people wanted the most. Like a lot of them were idealized people with their own unique troubles that you know people could still relate to. They would fight things that were based in people's current actual fears. So they basically had someone, something to look forward to, to like say, I relate to this person. This person is fighting my fears. I feel better about it. Kind of that sort of thing. Okay. So Superman, he was this basically idealized country boy, but he was also an alien from space and he couldn't risk being found out that he was an alien. So he started being a superhero and, you know, small time farmer has to go up against these big super villains who like Lex Luthor, the big man with all the money, making trouble for the farmers and the small people, the common type people. So what, what you're saying, so what you're saying is that like in, in, um, in <clears throat> Superman, for instance, it's just a analogy of these, they start as like current events of the time. They start as or, that. Yeah. Okay. And and Neil Batman, right. Batman, here he is. Well, he's a rich dude. Yeah, but yep. he's not a typical rich dude. Oh, he doesn't have he's, superpowers. He's he's a rich, ordinary human 
lots of resources, businessman, but he's actually fighting for the small guy. He's he's actually using his resources to stop all these criminals in the in this city that is just filthy, grungy, and you know all the other business people in the city they're just secretly low lives. A lot of the cops in in Gotham City they're they're less than effective. And so you know you've coming out during a time where you know you've got these gangs who are offering quote unquote protection and you know the yeah the rich people seem not to care so maybe maybe they just wanted one person up at the top who cared and that that may be the inspiration of batman i could be completely wrong but that just seems like somewhere in the american psyche at the time that's what people wanted they wanted one person towards the top who cared enough it to fight me the, of the Bat- bad things for the small people. Batman sort of reminded me of something like, <clears throat> like, you know, like the, you know, like the shadow radio dramas. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like this mysterious cape, cape person at night, <clears throat> like battling crime and figuring out. Because it was, a, it was a detective mm-hmm. comic character, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, like it was fighting crime, but like also solving, solving stuff. Yeah. So it was like, that but you know i i I will admit one thing is that i got into batman not because of the comic but more because of the movie Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not talking about the what was that like i'm talking about like the michael keaton ones yes i said it i like michael keaton batman i'm a fan (laughs) (laughs) i think jack nicholson was the best joker (laughs) <laughs> I will I will go there. <laughs> and there's someone who would argue that Heath Ledger was the ultimate joker, but we'll, we'll not go there just yet. That may be a future debate though. Jared Leto is a is he the one that it, did... <laughs> we'll we'll go there another episode. But for now. Yep. And then I um, just want to I just want to cover something mm-hmm. that we that you meant that was mentioned that comic action or superhero comic books are are very timely and they're very like echoes yeah. of what's going on in current events at that time. Yeah. Cuz right now when mutants when mutants the X-Men um was uh getting hot um that was the creator's way of talking about racism and and yeah. diversity and discrimination Without and all of that completely stating oh this is about racism or in diversity yeah. yeah and that's that's part of why um i i think that's part of why they wrote magneto to be a holocaust survivor basically was he had really? seen yeah mm-hmm. magneto oh. was written as a holocaust survivor oh i didn't know that and he had seen the dark side of of this discrimination from multiple standpoints and he like Again, you know, there's there's this saying that villains are the heroes of their own story. So he wanted to protect the mutants, but he was taking it too far. Whereas Professor Xavier wanted to protect them by integrating them and showing people the good that mutants could do. So it's two different standpoints of the same issue. 
at battle there. Cool. And what I liked about the mutants is that there, there's the two kind of bipolar uh, like standpoints, but then you have these little minor voices. They're not as loud as Professor Xavier and Magneto. There was everyone that was kind of having kind of like a mixed point of view in between the two. Yeah. Like like um, a good example is... Um, is the uh, female shapeshifter. Mystique? Yeah. 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 She kind of was a gray agent yeah. in there. And then, yeah. you, have but, a ga- and, and then and you had there, a gambling addict. And then, and there, <laughs> yeah. And there were people who were often switching sides back and forth because they, they could see the, they could see the standpoints of both sides. So you had X-Men and uh, people from the Brotherhood switching sides on occasion. And there were there were mutants who hated being different, while those who loved being different, and and it yeah it it was meant to kind of point that out and like showcase it in a way like in in a way that wouldn't take um, people's own issues and put them in there. In an in an accidentally insensitive way. This wasn't the first time that Marvel did that, though. Well, it's not. It's not. It's always because been. I, it's always it's like a repetitive. It's it's a it's a it's a recurring theme. Even with like like their other their other properties, mm-hmm. right? I mean, isn't that what like even like what was that like Civil yeah, War was all about? Yeah. Hang on, Pam wanted to say something also. Sorry. Well, it's that whole. This is kind of off off the whole um, getting the point of view across without simply stating this is about whatever issue at the time. It's also, you ask why comic books are appealing. And it's, and my, my opinion is that it is easily accessible. Back in the time when people could not really... Uh, when people don't have a radio or they just, you know, couldn't go see the movies or whatever, it was very cheap yeah. to go buy a comic book. Yeah. That's and, a good point. And, that is a good and, point. And plus, and you know, the, also, the thing is, though, by having art instead of like a book, you can easily open it and get it just a sense of what is going on. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you can That's easily gauge good... into, you know, yeah. maybe this is very interesting yeah. or not. And, and if you could buy one issue, if you like it, you buy the next and then yeah. so on and so forth. And, and like, and so like for a quarter, you could get this little bite of a story that you could just read over and over and over and over and over. But you could, you could read it a million times over. Whereas radio show, you could only listen to it while it's on the air, you know, put it on and phonograph it. Yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I do, I do, I do agree with you, Pam. That it's, it's one of those things where you can flip it. You know, it's easier to read. Hence, when I was in elementary school, that's how I got away with book reports. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, we should move on. And point taken, yes. And I still stand that Tony Stark can, can go away. Edwin. <laughs> Don't you, I'm going to cry that now because personal. MCU he did go away and now I'm going to cry. Thank you. Let's that sounds like a personal thing. 
<laughs> Anyways. It's food time. It's food time. Let's talk about food. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Fresh, you said. Fresh. Still sulking. <laughs> Anyway, it so, might be more okay. of Robert Downey Jr. than anything. But anyway. So, moving on to food. Because <laughs> we all love food. We so, all like food. Food's great. So, we took on a healthy restaurant challenge. Healthy restaurant. Edwin doesn't like I have, feeling pain after a meal. <laughs> it, was a, it was, I needed to have a break from the, uh, the African market experience that I had. Not to say the African market was not good. It was just... A lot of carbs and sugar, and I gotta get want, away if you from want details, the go check sugar. Out episode forty-three. Yes, go check out episode forty-three. Um, <laughs> <Shameless> plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we tried our hand trying to find a a local mom and pop healthy restaurants, and it's and we should say like. We're not going to like like a juice bar or anything like that, but it's a uh, it's. I found out that um, well, when we talk about healthy, we're talking about like organic, perhaps farm to table that serves basically gluten free versus basically things that are a, a menu that is mostly not deep fried or breaded or. Yeah. Full of grease. I think I think Angela wonderfully wonderfully put it as this is something that you would brag to your doctor about eating. Yes. It's more this is something you would not ashamed you would not be ashamed not to ashamed. tell your doctor yes. you ate. Yeah, exactly. Right? Something that's that's like absolutely completely opposite from like what we're sort of used to when it comes to restaurants and the deep fried variety and yeah. Okay, so where do we want to start with this? So let's talk to Pam first because Pam, I am <laughs> really curious because you were you were sort. I heard you guys were like sort of going back and forth on what constitutes as is this okay versus. I forgot what I ate. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh oh. Okay, so well, the restaurant that I <clears throat> that we chose was actually um. It's called Agriculture. <gasps> okay. It's it's not really a mom and pop store. There are actually four locations in Minnesota. It's all in Minnesota, so it is local. It qualifies. Um, <laughs> yeah. It qualifies. Um, and what I liked about this restaurant is that they offer a very good helping of entrees. That is very flexible uh, depending on people's diets. There's gluten-free. There's vegetarian. There's vegan. There's paleo. Uh, paleo. paleo. Oh, sorry. Paleo. Sorry. Paleo. <laughs> sorry. I'm not, I'm using I'm not that. that. So I, I'm, I'm using that now. Paleo. <laughs> anyway. So I got the paleo plate. Um. And my husband got got it like a Thai chicken. Um, his came with with uh, brown rice. Okay. And mine came with a 
kind of like a cauliflower couscous. Cauliflower couscous. Yep, you can make that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was very... Mine doesn't... Mine didn't have that many carbs, so I highly I highly enjoyed it. Uh, so, Edwin, if you want to sample that, I recommend that dish. I, I will I will definitely take the paleo one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. <laughs> no, that sounds actually good because um, I've seen the, um, agriculture before and I've been wanting to try that. In fact, it came up on the list that we saw. Um, but we found like a one that was a lot closer to us and we'll, <laughs> you know, and I will, I will, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the that difficulties in a when it came to finding places. Yeah, so. The, so this is, so this is my first time trying that cauliflower, uh, sorry, cauliflower couscous. 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 Yep. It was very interesting. I love cauliflower. And I'm not saying that it was bad. It was just interesting. I thought it would be served hot, but couscous actually is served cool. It depends on the it depends on the form of couscous, but yeah. yeah. And so the, I got mine with chicken. You could get yours with chicken or tofu, if you want a more uh, vegetarian mm-hmm. uh, meal. Um, and then it came with like a like a pineapple mango uh, salsa. Mm. It's like a it's like a veggie. It, there are some veggies in it, like cucumber, I think. <laughs> cucumber and onion and something yellow. Um, but it was it was all very sweet, and I love it. <laughs> so what did what did you rate your meals on the D twenty? Um, okay, so for me, uh, I rated mine. Um, Actually, an eighteen. Oh, nice! That is really I need nice. to. I need to go the, there. I. Ugh. The only reason why I gave it a, a, a an eighteen is because I still felt hungry afterwards. Oh. <laughs> and that's one of the. That is one. I heard that's one of the caveats in terms of like. Paleo. Well, no restaurants like these. Oh. The healthy so, restaurants. Yeah. All right. And what did so, what did Jeff rank his? So Jeff rated his Thai. Uh, Thai uh, chicken. His was also the same thing, 18. Cool. Okay. Also for the same reasons. He just felt that he wanted more, but mm-hmm. there wasn't any more. Yeah. He... <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, a, a pretty good experience, but left you... But I wanted more. <laughs> There's a, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, later. Um, um, what about you guys? Where'd you yeah. go? So we went to the Good Earth, or Good Earth. Earth. Yeah, Good Earth. Now, there's two of them. The one is in Edina, and the other one here is in Roseville. We went to the one in Roseville because we live in the north, right? And so the... First of all, I found out very quickly that it was probably the closest healthy restaurant quote-unquote healthy restaurant or organic restaurant that's close to us and it was still and it was still like 13 miles away okay Okay. (laughs) i should tell you something about where we live we're relatively close to the cities yeah and it was it was still a fair distance yeah so 
Um, here, so we order. What did you order, Angela? I got the cashew chicken salad sandwich. Okay, Ooh. and you had fruit. I had I had the fresh fruit side. Yep. Okay. Uh, and you got like a drink. Yes, I also ordered a uh, raspberry lemonade. Yes. Um, yeah the the sandwich that I got uh, it did not feel heavy. Um, and it 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 did fill me up fairly well without making me feel overly full. Um, the fruit as a side was a nice option, and it it was pretty fresh. The lemonade was the star of the show, though, because mm, okay. that the lemonade was amazing. Um, they like in their description of it, it was they said it had apples in it, and they that's how they actually sweetened it. They used the apples to sweeten the lemonade. You mm, couldn't really okay. taste the apple at all, so it okay. didn't have just straight up sugar or straight up honey to sweeten it. It was apples for the sweetener okay um and the fruit was actually juiced fruit and for since it was raspberry you know they had to puree the raspberries and get this and strain the seeds out but the ultimate result was a very refreshing frothy lemonade and and it had just the right amount of tartness it it was it was beautiful it was a beautiful drink Okay. I liked it a lot. The sandwich, however, um, it it did taste good, but it was a little lacking in originality for me. Mm, like okay. there were things that they could have done to make it more exciting. So okay. it was good, but it was not exciting. Oh, <laughs> okay. They were using like. They were using like like chopped or grated maybe shredded chicken. No, the what? lettuce. The lettuce? It was like it was shredded like, lettuce. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like an iceberg lettuce. Yeah. By the looks of it. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong, but the It was probably it was either it was either iceberg or, or romaine lettuce. Or romaine lettuce. Yeah. yeah I so- mean Yeah, I mean I had the um I had the good earth burger and I have the menu up here. It's grass-fed beef, caramelized onions, portobello mushrooms, avocado. There's a lot in this burger. Swiss cheese, sunflower sprout, and red pepper aioli, right? Okay. And that was on a sour, and it was on a um, uh, multigrain. I think it was a multigrain. It kind of looked like it was about the size. The bun was about the size of like a... um. Like a bagel. Okay. Mm. So, and then I had a um, a side salad with it. And... You like the dressing. The dressing was great. It was like a fruity dressing, like a... like a. It had like notes of like lemon and pineapple on there. Mm-hmm. It was good. The salad itself, it was not anything to write home about. It mm-hmm. literally looked like... They opened up a bag of like grocery store, <laughs> like spring like mix, spring mix, and called mm-hmm. it a day. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, there wasn't really anything home right. There was. It wasn't really. It was. 
it was pretty so the star blah. the star of his meal was actually the salad dressing it was because the, even the grass even the burger itself i felt like the grass uh, like the the burger itself wasn't seasoned oh no you know like or it was uh, it was lacking of more so, seasoning so a so but, a mediocre burger with lots of stuff on it to hide that it's a mediocre burger maybe i don't know what they were trying to aim at there's a lot on this but i couldn't even taste the avocado there was so much on it that even the avocado was it got lost it got lost naioli got lost and you know it was just like the only thing i could really taste was like the caramelized onions you know and the swiss cheese and that was about it and so they they put too many subtles with the strong flavors. Yeah. It was like, mm. yeah. And it's so it was, it wasn't really, I don't know. Like I, I've tasted better, you know, like I, there's certain other restaurants that like, if I wanted to go like for like a grass fed organic burger of some sorts, that was like not a, you know, that's like completely opposite of what something like, I don't know, like five guys or or Red Robin would serve you in terms of like greasy burger, right? Mm. I've had better. Like there's, mm. you know, it's it was it's it wasn't really. I I would here's the thing. I would give it a second chance because there's mm. other things on here. Like I'd love to try what their teriyaki. This coconut curried vegetable looks pretty good. Um, their simple fish might be good. Yeah, the simple fish. I'd like to know what that's all about because I'm seeing stuff yeah. here that. So, that I can really dig into, but in terms of like what we got, and we sort of like I went for the, I went for that burger because it had their name on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that it would be something you know to write home about. Yeah. So, so overall, our experience was like, yeah, they had their they had their highlights, but the main parts were not the stars. Yeah, that's so, a shame. Like, like we're willing to give it another shot. Maybe you had just chose the wrong items. Maybe, but you know. hmm. I, yeah. always, I always give restaurants a second chance. You know, like yeah, yeah, like just to see what they have because this was literally on their. I felt yes. like their lunch, you know, their lunch menu is sandwiches and natural burgers. But I never even tried like some of their entrees because, you know, and apparently like the Dino One uh, menu is different from their. Their the Roseville one, do, but do they switch up their menus? I don't know. I actually don't know. Okay. I'm not actually quite. I, I I would have to check like maybe in a week. But so. typically, typically like like restaurants of this caliber in terms of like their like you know like you know like um farm to table organic healthy you know like you know like I guess conscious mm-hmm. um restaurants they tend to switch up their 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 menu items like i know like the birchwood like doesn't have the same menu like every week right so right. and sometimes even every day um which i was actually tempted to go to the birchwood for this challenge <laughs> but i think we've i but, think we've done the birchwood before did we do the birchwood before i think we did i think we did them for breakfast once no that was uh that was french meadow i was it yeah, french, french meadow, meadow. that yeah. was french okay. meadow which the birchwood is one of my favorites. So I couldn't do it. <laughs> like seriously, like I've yeah, we've got to try. That was places. my college. That was my college place to go to. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean. All right, Edwin, your rating on the D20 for the good earth? I'd have to give it either 11 or 12. 11 mm-hmm. or 12. Like, yeah. It, like, like, it's not like this sucks, throw it away kind of thing, you know? Like, like it, 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 it's that good like and we'd five. be willing to try it again. Yeah. I mean, if one was completely unedible. <laughs> yeah. Right? Ten and passes the check. Ten passes the check, and I was like, oh, ho, hum, whatever. This is like 11. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, one is a a critical fail, and holy cow, why did we even think to go there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ten is passes the check, uh, and a nat 20 is I would drive Perfection. an hour out of my way to go there. Yeah, and it didn't, I mean, for me, like, I know that, like, healthy places like this, right, or, or farm to table places, they are they tend to be a little bit more expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, my burger costs what is this? My burger costs sixteen twenty five. Right. So I get it because the thing is, like, I work in a in a co op, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of care of this thing. It's going to be expensive because it's locally sourced. It's, it's fair trade, right? You're not getting your burger from like. A ship from you know from whatever or in like a like a feed lot or a massive production system right this is like joe farmer out in saint francis like producing your your beef mm-hmm. to you you know farm the table i get why it's expensive but the fact that it's that much you know There's- i would expect there's there's more that they could have done with it. Like yeah. they they could have they could have been a little more careful with what they were pairing together. Like caramelized onions and Swiss cheese yeah. are pretty strong flavors and then they have the avocado on there and an aioli and those I think are usually pretty yeah. soft flavors. I will say that I haven't heard of a good earth. Mm-hmm. I hope they do well. I, yeah, you me know, too. Here, here comes my second point, and like my my second point into this, into this challenge is that there aren't many of this kind of restaurants. Like we were having a tough time trying to find a restaurant that was close to us, and that I haven't been before. Right, I've been to the Common Roots. I've been to Birchwood. Obviously, I've been to like People's Organic and all these other restaurants, right? I've never been to the agriculture, right? I hope to go there. I'm sure I'm going to go there eventually. But I want more of these kind of restaurants. Good Earth, you know? Yeah. I'm hoping for the best from you, you know? I know that. I don't know how old you guys are in terms of, like, how long you've been in business. But I remember, like, even the Birchwood yeah. when they first first starting out. Yeah, and... They were yeah. they were doing things that nobody no other restaurant were doing, you know, yeah. like even their desserts. I heard that good Bur- good earth their 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 desserts mm-hmm. are excellent. Yeah, which we definitely have to hit them up to, if yeah. even just to try out the desserts. Yeah, I'll take my so, blood sugar test. So then yeah. go there, you so, know. <laughs> so we'll we'll definitely be trying them again. Yeah. If if anything, just to see if see what they do differently in the different seasons. And it could just be that some of the ingredients that would make these foods yeah. improve, it they just might not be easily available in the winter. So into my third point, Yelp, okay, and some of those delivery 
apps out there, I'm sorry. Olive Garden? Red Lobster. Red Lobster. <laughs> and who else are we seeing? Chipotle. Chipotle. Right? <laughs> You're not healthy restaurants. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't. Oh, you guys are, just because you have a salad on the menu doesn't make you a healthy restaurant. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't, I didn't understand that. I was like, how are these restaurants healthy? Someone someone please like set me straight, you know. All right. Well, what what are we doing for our next uh episode? What are what are we eating? Okay. So, in an effort our further I guess it's like further efforts, right? Cuz we tend we like to do mom and pop restaurants and uh restaurants that aren't chain um that aren't you know like you know the the one you see at like like malls in the in the food courts mom and pop restaurants that are locally owned that are you know that are uh that are trying to stay afloat during the vid times um we are going to do and this is not really a challenge but just more of a support kind of thing mm-hmm. and do a review on the restaurants um i came and uh, I found a, uh, a website called Eat Local Minnesota. And I don't know how. EatLocalMN.com? Yeah, EatLocalMN.com. And I think there's a one called The Local. Um, it features these kind of restaurants, right? They're doing the right thing during the COVID times. They're trying to stay afloat. They're still open and they're trying to, you know, six ways to Sunday to do creative things to to uh, cater to, you know, to their customers, you know, in a, you know, in a legal way, let's just say, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at this restaurant list and go to them, right? Go to one of them. Pam and Jeff are going to go to one. We're going to go to one. And they're they're everywhere. It's not a big list at all. I think there's only seven right now on that list. The radio station that you heard it on said that it's a growing list. It's a growing list, right? So they've but yeah, as they, they find vet, them. Yeah, and they vet them. Like they vet them in terms of like, are you really local? Are you doing the right things? This is the sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So in an effort to actually support these restaurants, um, as a you know, in wanting to see you know, see them, you know, stay afloat and, you know, be in business. We're going to go to one of these restaurants, order from them. Obviously, we're not going to dine in because the vid, even though it's completely acceptable now, apparently. We don't have our vaccines yet. So exactly. we're, we're not, we're not going to risk ourselves or anybody else by our presence. Exactly. So. We're going to go to these restaurants and then we'll report back, see how they are. Um, we may hate it. We may absolutely love it. You know, like just like any other review that we do. Um, like, yeah, like what we did today. So that's our challenge. Sort of. EatLocalMinnesota.com. <laughs> Let's go find a restaurant off of that and, uh, and see what we find. All right. Two weeks. All right. And now it's time for a story. Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Today's story is kind of short and goes back to Eberron, where uh, the Eberron group is currently on their way to deliver Leonis to 
the hags called the, the Daughters of Sorakel because, well, Valen made a deal with hags and that's the favor that they wanted. And now Leonis has an extinct dragon mark and, well, they want to give that a look. So, they're on their way up there. And as they were heading up towards the Daughters of Sorakel, there was a message that they received from a sending stone that they found on the body of one of their enemies. And the message came through. Saren, Saren, are you there? It's been a month since you last reported. Where are you? Valen, who had the stone, panicked and said nothing. He refused to speak until he knew what to do. And so he brought the stone to the group and played charades until they figured out that he was concerned about accidentally sending a message. There were discussions of how they could respond without exposing who they were. And Pepper thought of a solution. She knew of a way that she could change how her voice sounded. But in order to accomplish that, she needed to change who she was. So she gathered her things together to cast a disguise spell that actually physically changed her being, changed her voice, changed her height to the appearance of a half-orc. She became... She took on the persona of a half-orc who they eventually named Deva and returned to the group. They just about panicked. Who are you? How did you get on our ship? Y'all, it's me, Pepper. I, I, I used a spell to disguise myself. Oh... So you're not really a halfling. No, I'm a halfling. No, 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 no. If you're able to do that, you must have done it to yourself and convinced yourself you're a halfling because you are clearly a gnome with your dragon mark. I am not a gnome. No, you must be a gnome because you have a gnomish half, you have a gnomish mark. And you said that Leonis must have some elvish blood. I made that up. You lied to us? I had to convince the others that you were not a danger. No, you're definitely a gnome. Whatever. And so, by disguising herself as a half-orc in every sense of the word, she has further convinced them that she is truly a gnome. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Every single time we play, they get further convinced that Pepper is a gnome. Pepper is not a gnome. She's a halfling. Always been a halfling. Fully halfling. Nothing but halfling. And they're convinced she's a gnome. <laughs> well. Well, see what happens next time. <laughs> um, well, interesting thing that that group is about to have another 
person join in who is actually playing an orc. We'll see what happens there when suddenly the half-orc looks like a half-link again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, yeah, we'll see what happens next time. <laughs> um, we're going to go on to our a little quiz. Well, not really. A little competition between Pam and Angela. Game show time! Regarding Disney movies. <laughs> All right, so in this game, we have the top 15 grossing world box office Disney movies of all time. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and this is dollar amounts here. Dollar amounts. Okay. U.S. dollars. <laughs> U.S. dollars. Okay. So, I'm going to pull up the... Okay, so this is coming from... This is coming from thenumbers.com on Disney top 10, top 15 grossing movies. So, I will give you guys one mulligan, right? And... So we're talking about the top 15 most grossing movies of all time in Disney movies. And this is all their 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 properties. Pixar, um, Disney Animation, that sort of thing. Right? Okay. All right. Okay, so um I'm t- thinking of a number from 1 to 20. Whoever can get closest goes first. 15. Okay. Oh, you cut out, Pam. No. Seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> was it a roller? That was a. Okay, so Angela goes first because my number was 17. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> as as, as okay. a few of our listeners suddenly you find use, their devices You, you can't use Alexa as a, as a way to cheat, Pam. I was rolling a <laughs> dice. I wasn't cheating. Okay. <laughs> okay, ask, okay, Angela goes first. Okay, my first guess. Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story, which one? The first one? Yes. Okay. Uh, Toy Story comes up. Hold on, I think I'm gonna search it here. Um, I forgot where the okay, where the heck is the searching function? Here, find on page. Okay, Toy Story. This does not fill me with confidence. Toy Story <laughs> is okay. Is that your final answer? You said I get one mulligan. Okay, well, you're going to take it because it only came up with number 76. No and number way! Th- yeah, 3 billion, three, uh, 365,270,000. I have to expect it to be higher than that considering that they, like, 
this followed is, it with two more. <laughs> this is worldwide box office office numbers. Okay, so then I I will so use my bull, mulligan surprising. for Toy Story Two. Toy Story Two. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that your final answer? Apparently not. <laughs> Toy Story 3. There. Final answer. Toy Story 3. Is that your final answer? I don't know. That just... came up as number 18. No, I already lost. 1 billion 68 million 879. I already lost, Pam. I don't okay. know how All right, so, okay, I'll give you another chance because that was pretty short. All right, let's, <laughs> let's go to Pam then. Okay, Pam. Hmm, what? Give me, uh, give me a movie. Top um. 15 worldwide box office numbers. This is, shouldn't be hard for you guys. Well, no, I don't. I, there are so many Disney movies. There are. That? All the all the properties. Think about right. all the properties. Well, yeah, like so that are we in- really helps us to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys are gonna my, kick yourself. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to ask my question later. What about um, Beauty and the Beast? Maybe. Beauty and the Beast, number eleven. Okay. One billion two hundred fifty-six million one hundred forty-three. Okay. Does it go back to Angela now? Yeah. If we're, if we're, if we're including all. The uh, Disney properties. I can only assume that uh, the Marvel movies are included. In which case, I am going to guess Avengers Endgame. That's number one on this list. There we go. Two billion seven hundred ninety-seven million eight hundred thousand. Yeah, for for give or take a couple. Of yeah, hours. for some reason, my brain was like, yeah, Disney and Pixar mostly. I. I my brain still has a hard time connecting Disney and Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. Okay. Fair. All right. I'm, now I'm curious. Where do, where does Guardians of the Galaxy fall into play? Is that your is that your number? I want to see it. Not not really to win, but mostly well, I can't, I'm curious well, no. where it's she'll, I, I, she'll, I can't she'll, tell you. She'll dump it for her mulligan. Are you going to dump it for your mulligan? Sure. Mind Let's you, I'm see. not very competitive. I'm more <laughs> interested because Guardians of the Galaxy is my which number? Favorite which number? The first one. First one. Yeah. Number thirty-five. Only thirty-five. Really? Seven hundred and seventy million eight hundred eighty-two. Okay, wrong. and now her mulligan. That's that was wrong, but okay. All right, Pam, <laughs> you, you get another guess for your mulligan. These are these are numbers here, so it might not feel that way, but. Numbers are numbers. Okay, so Pam. Where does. <laughs> Maybe Aladdin? Aladdin? Ah, oh, that was going to be my next guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first one. Well, yeah. It's just Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin is number 21. Ooh, 21. Okay. 1 billion 46. So what we're going to do is, so Angela's got one point. I'm really not in it for the point, okay? Can you just tell us <laughs> Pam is on two points. Right. How no, about we go through just a few more guesses and then we can, okay. we can grab what we missed. <laughs> All right. My next guess is going to be Cars. 
cars. Which one? One. The first one? Yep. Number 64. Number 64? No! 461,630,000. Okay. My turn next? Yep. Monsters, Inc.? Monsters, Inc. Number 51 on this we're getting, list. We're getting closer <laughs> to the barrel. 560 million. 483, okay. give or take. Okay, right. what, what would be a high grossing one? That's going to be so... I know, I know. Um... Oh gosh, does Into the Spider-Verse count as a Disney one? Since it's a Marvel film? I thought that wasn't Marvel, but something else. No, because I think I think Disney had already bought Marvel when it was released. You're talking about the... The, the Miles Marvel. Morales one. No, that's that wasn't Disney. That wasn't Disney? No. That Got was it. still Sony, I think. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was already owned by Disney by then. Hmm. Um, let's see. So, box office. Frozen did well. Frozen is. I'm gonna guess Frozen. Okay, Frozen is number 10. 1 billion 268,000. 1 billion 268 million. Okay. Give or take a dollar or two. (laughs) (laughs) What about the first Iron Man movie? Iron Man. First one. First one. It's personally the best one of the three, in my opinion. Doesn't even show up. No. It's out of the 100. <clears throat> this list is wrong. This is, no, <laughs> this is, this is worldwide box office. This is numbers. Okay, um. Although I am a little surprised it didn't show up on this list. That's the reason why I think it's wrong. Okay, I'm not going to go there. Keep going. Um, I'm going to guess next. Avengers Age of Ultron. Number seven. 1,396,99. I'll tell you why I think Iron Man didn't show up. Huh? Because that was the first film. First yeah, true, film, so true. nobody knows. It, it, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't nearly as big as the other ones because it was the first one. Nobody knew what to make of it. True. Okay, Pam. About Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Number thirty-two. Eight hundred fifty okay. million. Give or take. Okay. Okay. Here's here's one. Oh, it's. Probably gonna be pretty far down on the list. Mm. I've got to guess it though. Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. Banks. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I hope it's on that list. Cause that was such a good movie. I cried. It does not even show up. Oh. It's, it's such a good movie though. Inside right. Out? Um, Was that a movie? Oh, Inside Out, Pam says? Yeah, that's Pixar, right? Oh, yeah. yeah number 31, 855. Inside Out is number 31? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tangled. 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 
the ultimate COVID movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that was released before COVID, though. I know, but it's... <laughs> Never mind. I know, um, I get it. I get why. 785 million. Where's it rank on 585 million. I'm sorry. 585 million. Where's it on the 50. list? 50? Yeah. Do you want to know what the 15 is? Okay, yeah. Let's, let's hear what we Do you just want to just... Yeah, yeah. let's we'll, hear it. We'll dub Angela the winner. Okay. <laughs> Number 15 was Captain Marvel. 1,129. Captain America Civil War. Okay. 1,151,000. Um, number 13 is Iron Man 3 and 1,215. That's because that Incre- that's that's it, it had the momentum already. Incredibles 2, 1,242. Beauty okay. and Beast, right? Okay. 1,256,000,000 yes. came in at number 11. Frozen, 1,268,000. And I can't believe nobody said any Star Wars movies. Star Wars Episode 8. Came in at 1,332,000. Black Panther. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Black, Black Panther, Panther definitely deserves to be on that list. 1,336,000. Avengers Age of Ultron, which we said. 1,396,000. Mm-hmm. Frozen 2. 1,447,000. The Avengers. 1,515,000. The Lion King. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. one Wait, the animated one, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That one. Although this one says 2019, so. Oh no. Yeah. Then that would be the remake. The, this is the remake. remake one billion yeah. six hundred fifty-four. Yeah. Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. Two billion forty-four. Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, Two billion sixty-five. Okay. And <laughs> Avengers Endgame is number one. So basically, the moral of the story is just name one of the uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and you'll probably be okay. Because you probably <laughs> Actually, no. I I <laughs> mentioned one and it's not even on the you, list. You had you probably had you'd had better odds <laughs> if you'd said it. Yeah. Um or a Jedi or one of the newer Jedi um, Star Wars movies. Yeah. Right? Although uh, um what was it? Uh uh Solo didn't make it on I don't see Solo anywhere. That's Might fine. be in here. That's fine. Or uh, what was the one with the Plans of the Death Star one? The Rebel uh, One? Rogue One? Rogue oh yeah, Rogue Rogue One, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Rebel One. Rogue, Rogue One. one. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So there it is. Oops. And Oop. I don't have sound. episode 44 yeah that Yay. was episode 44 i i think i'm not getting my music in Whee. it's going yeah i i hear yeah. it now <laughs> we angela not entirely paying attention anyway thanks everybody again for listening uh to the show uh my name is angela you can find me at pleasant doom on the twitterverse all right my name is pam you, you can also find me on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. You can also check me out on Instagram, also under the ha- name of PandaCatDragon. And you can find me on the Twitterverse at TCDZEdwin um, and at DIYEdwin on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> you can also find me on my other accounts there and on Facebook. 
And don't forget to email us at dungeondiners at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if you please are so inclined, if you really like us, please comment on iTunes, Google, wherever. Um, I don't know if Spotify has one, but that's how we get noticed, apparently. And I think, so. I, I, think I have comments enabled on the website legendcreators.com yep legendcreators.com our new website yes it's still it doesn't it's it, not finished but it's there you can find our shows on there we also do another show um holo holo hangouts which is a filipino but it's in english <laughs> um show that's our other show that pam and i do um please uh yeah if you if you haven't followed us yet or if you haven't subscribed please subscribe um we'd like to hear from you guys as always um and see ya did you just do the like comment and subscribe thing in a very haphazard way <laughs> yes um and also don't forget we are also on facebook we are on legend facebook creators. yep legendcreators.com legend legendcreators uh, legend on facebook that's right so um yeah yeah thanks thanks again everybody for listening we hope to hear from you and and yeah this has been episode 44 of dungeons Dinings and dorks. Bye. Bye. Stay warm. <laughs> yeah, seriously.